Welcome to Vit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Vit Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Mullineau. For information about Vit Friends classes, support groups for youth, teens, and adults, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. Fit Friends podcasts are now sponsored by my Vitiligo team. Welcome to Vit Friends podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. On today's show, I would like to welcome Pastor Sharon Dean. Welcome, Pastor Dean. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Very busy day with the school system and you know, trying to get used to being back in school again with all our kids and keeping them safe and keeping ourselves safe. So I'm yeah. tired. Just to be honest, I'm very tired. <laughs> okay. Well, we won't, we're going to pray to God give you a little strength. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me some strength and let me relax after this. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So I want to start off and allow you to introduce yourself to our listeners. You know, just share where you're from and what church you pastor and anything unique about yourself you want them to know. Well, yes. So uh, I am currently the senior pastor at Wake Chapel Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. I have been in this role just a short time. Wake Chapel is a 122-year-old mainstay in Raleigh, and um, I have the privilege of serving as the first female pastor since its inception, and I was actually installed in that role in April of this year. That is awesome. It's been a wonderful journey um, serving Wake Chapel, uh, but I've got many, many years of ministry experience. I pastored in New Jersey for 20 years before I came to North Carolina and just have an extensive history even before that. So that's my, uh, that's my ministry journey. Awesome. Now, what part of New Jersey? Plainfield, New Jersey. Okay. Awesome. Although I lived in many places, East Orange, all the Northern oh. folks are going to know. Right. My family's from East Orange and yeah. Irvington and all you name it, Newark, all that all area. That. So, yep, yes. So awesome. So today, today's show, I, I wanted to have you on because I wanted to go a different route with our podcast. You know, I, I do interview a lot of people within the Vitiligo community and other organizations. And I said, you know, it's time for us to hit things from a spiritual point of view. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I understand we are going through trying times. And on top of everything that we see happening in the world, you have people that are going through their challenges with Vitiligo. Mm-hmm. And before we dig into our conversation, I want to take a few minutes just to explain to our listeners who may not know what vitiligo is. Um, vitiligo is a skin condition that affects about one to two percent of the entire population of the world, um, but it's also classified under a. Um, I don't. I don't like calling it a, a disease, but they said it's an autoimmune disease. Um, but I like to say skin condition, and what happens basically, our bodies our body's um, defense mechanism will attack our pigmentation and remove that coloring from us. Um, There are some myths behind it. Some people think that, you know, vitiligo is contagious. It is not. I've heard people say, is it leprosy? It is not leprosy. You know, I've heard people say, oh, I've had that too, vertigo. It's not vertigo, something totally different. Um, But what it really does, you know, it doesn't hurt. You know, um, there's no pain associated with vitiligo. You can have some itching when new spots appear, but the pain that is associated with it comes from the emotional side of it, um, the mental toll that it takes on a person, um, sometimes the social aspect of it, maybe even professionally. And I would say spiritually too, because some of us deal with it in so many different ways, and it's always not a positive way that we handle our change, you know, because, you know, when we look in the mirror and we see a gray hair, sometimes we freak out. But when we see our skin changing, it's a whole different ball game. And with vitiligo, you don't know how much of your pigmentation will leave. You know, it can be a little, I would say it could be a droplet, or it could be 100% of your pigmentation gone. So it is different. For everyone, it is hard to manage. For some of us, it's hard to cope. Um, and that can lead to things like depression and insecurity and um, low self-esteem and, and you know, 
anxiety and you know we don't want to go drastic but some people do take drastic measures in trying to cope and handle it mm -hmm. um so that's really what vitiligo is and for our listeners out there i'm with vit friends which is one of many uh support groups out there for people living with vitiligo and um oh one thing i do want to say about vitiligo before we really dig into our conversation it could affect any person regardless of age, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of how much money you have, political affiliations, religions, vitiligo doesn't care about any of that stuff. It attacks anyone. And sometimes as people of color, as black people, you know, we think it's our disease. It is not, it could affect anyone. Mm -hmm. So it's not just exclusive to us. It could be anybody in the world. So that, that's what I really want our listeners to take away with it. And there are treatments out there, but there's no cure. You know, so we are hoping and praying that in the future we get a cure, not the treatment, because the treatment goes on forever and you're just treating it for the time being. We want a cure. Right. So we're going to keep faith and, and hope and pray for that. Amen. And that's what I want to lead into our discussion about faith. You know, when we have a, a challenge like this, sometimes, you know, it could make even the strongest person fall and become weak. So um, from a, I guess, from a religious point of view, a pastoral point of view, you know, why why is it so important for us to hold on to that faith and use that faith to guide us through this journey? Well, so just the faith journey period is so broad because you know, it's faith in something, it's faith for something, right. it's faith to go through something. I mean, there's so many angles from which we can approach the idea of faith. I'd like to start with the foundation, which is to have faith in something, right? right. And so for us as believers, our faith lies in God. Obviously, when you have faith in God, then that escalates to wanting to have faith for what you believe he can or will do. But I'm going to tell you, I think that what causes many people to get discouraged in that escalation of the journey is when we have faith for something, we anticipate that God will do a specific thing because we have faith for him to do it. Right. And then when he doesn't do it, then there's this feeling of, well, why didn't you do it? But what yeah. I've learned is the greatest measure of faith is in, faith through something where you don't measure God's faithfulness and goodness on his behavior towards you, what he does for you or does not do, but rather your faith is maintained because you know that no matter what you're going through, he's building you in it. He's stretching you. He's dealing, he's doing something with and in you and establishing the bond that whether I get you out of this or fix this or not, I want you to have faith in me. Right. Absolutely. You know, have faith in me that I'm with you. I'm guiding you with, I haven't left you by yourself. And so that's a theological thing. I think we've, we've done people a disservice in focusing too much on faith for. Right. As opposed right. to having faith in a sovereign God who sees, who knows how we feel and has plans to walk us through or take us out and whichever he decides to do, we want to rest in that. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and I've been through that where I got discouraged, you know, when, when the vitiligo started spreading and, you know, sometimes we look to the church for that comfort and it doesn't always come. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you get discouraged and you kind of feel like, well, I don't want to go back. I don't, I don't want to participate. I'd rather just sit at home and not be seen. I'm sitting in the house. And as you say, you got to have faith in God and what he's bringing you through in this journey. And that's not always, an, that's not, excuse me, it's not always an easy walk, you know, mm -hmm. but it's still a walk we have to take, you know? Yeah. Um, and it makes me think about the example that Jesus provided for us. Uh, when I look at, and, and this is the way I look at things sometimes, I said, well, he could have done it all by himself. He didn't truly need the disciples. However, he chose those to walk with him for companionship, friendship, laughter, to pray with, to teach, you know. And, and I started looking at it like, why am I going to isolate myself from others when there's 
plenty of people out here that I can walk with and talk with to help build me up when I'm weak or when I need that extra strength. And really, I feel like part of my journey, part of my responsibility right now is to help encourage others. What are some things we could do to truly encourage people to not just vitiligo, but just people in general to seek, I, I would say friendships in others and the support in others? Well, honestly, we got to start with who we are first and what we're, the approach that we have towards ourselves. You know, vitiligo or any um, issue of life that is visible, you know, right. any type of thing that impacts our appearance or our lifestyle or all the things that we measure ourselves by. When those things are impacted, usually our negative response is because of what we think other people are thinking. Right. If we can take ownership inside of whatever we're dealing with and find a space, and again, let me just clarify, this is not easy to do. And that's right. why we have therapists and counselors and pre pastors and pastoral care and all these things, because people have to be walked through a journey, but it starts with some sense of self and a, a basic, you know, just a foundational core belief that I'm enough, I'm okay, and this is all right. And then the support that comes from other people becomes bonus. But when we're looking outside of ourselves, we're never going to, we're going to be disappointed. Now let's flip that coin around for the people who get to stand on the outside and see somebody suffering with something that's psychologically debilitating because they don't like what it is they're dealing with. Right. We have to have the ministry of Christ and that's the ministry of compassion, care, and concern. Absolutely. You, know, you, you simply create community by having compassion on folks. You know, if you can start, if we can take ourselves out of ourselves and look at another human being and think, wow, you know, I have compassion on you because I would hate it if that were me or I would, I would hate it. I don't know what you're dealing with, but I know how I feel when I'm dealing with something and sort of flip the thing around. Right. I think we could find better support and community, but for your original question for the individual, I definitely believe it starts with, starts with taking the proper healthy self-care journey. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a lot. Um, that we talk about in the school system too. Self-care is important, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think that's what's happening with a lot of us today, especially those like in, people in our community who are really struggling in the vitiligo community. You know, you got to have that self-care, which could be turning off the TV, which could be taking a walk, writing, drawing, something that's going to bring you joy and peace, you know, through this journey. Because watching yourself change is not easy. Right. You know, um, I myself struggled with it. I wasn't always confident. I wasn't always, you know, um, I've always felt like I was a good speaker, but I wasn't confident enough to speak in front of people. Mm -hmm. uh, unless it was at church, because that was my comfort zone. You know, it was mm -hmm. people I knew. Right. Um, and sometimes I think we try to avoid others on purpose, but I, I just really feel like our stories can help somebody else. You know, our journey can help somebody else have, for one, have a better understanding of what it's like to live with vitiligo. But for two, just to understand it doesn't always have to be challenging. There will be challenges, but you can get through it. You can manage it, but you have to do it. Like you said, within yourself, you know, you have to do that self-care first. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it can be easy to watch yourself change. I mean... None of us want to gain two pounds. You know? Right. But it happens. We, we don't want to we don't want to watch ourselves change in any direction that doesn't feel good. And right. so to really uh, I think what you all are doing here, let me just pause and say I think it's amazing and fantastic because just bringing this conversation forward uh, will take away some stigma and some lack right. of confidence in having the conversation because you know how we are. We look at each other and we're always thinking something. You right, know, right. Nobody's gonna say everything they're thinking, but you look, you know, I know you're looking at me and I know you see me and I know you're thinking right. something. You know, and I think just being bold enough to 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 be present and show up like, yep, this is me and this is what I have going on, um, is powerful in and of itself. And again, it takes us back to that that place of what do I need to do as an individual to to right. to grow to that place where I can own my space, own my skin, own myself. And um, and then let the world figure out how they're gonna man how they gonna come into my world because this Absolutely. is the one I'm creating, and uh, but this is powerful you know just the fact that you've created this forum and if you don't mind I want to segue to 
when I met you, uh, there were three folks that I, I mm -hmm. got to meet that day when you all stopped by the church and you were all standing at the table. And the, the, the odd thing is each of you there, um, if my recollection serves me correctly, are, are not just spokespersons for this, but you also are experiencing it. Yes. But in the first five minutes of talking to you, I didn't see it until you made me aware of why we were at the table. Right, right. And then I saw it. <laughs> You know, so what am I trying to say here? I'm saying that sometimes even the folks who are going through this, what you think people see is not necessarily what they see. Absolutely. Because you you had you all were so powerful with what you were saying to me and sharing. And then I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> and it was a sort of it was an afterthought. So I want to encourage anybody that's listening that's struggling through anything that you think people are are focusing on. You'd be surprised. They may not be focusing on what you're focusing on. Right. And and you know, I had to learn that. I, I can't say it the hard way, but I did. Um, I struggled with my vitiligo from around 95, 96 to 2019. Mm -hmm. That was a long time to struggle with it That's without cool. friends knowing, without family knowing. At the time I was married without my wife knowing and, you know, just because we were good at hiding what we're feeling, masking all those feelings and everything. But sometimes we just wanted somebody to say, hey, what are you going through? Yeah, but when no one's doing that, you still kind of go through that little journey, and you feel like you're in it by yourself. But in 2019, I kept saying something's different, something's happening. I feel a change, but I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And then um, maybe June or so, I reached out to Terrell, and um, he was a gentleman that was standing at the table also. And I said, Terrell, I want to come to the support group. He's like, come on. It was just that simple. Yeah. However, Katrina, who was there, had tried to get me to join several times. I had so many of our cards, and I was I would look at it, and I'm like, no, I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm good. But I wasn't. I was I was internally battling with myself. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's an internal battle. But once I showed up and I saw other people like me, I'm like, wow. Where all these people come from because I just thought it was me yeah. by myself for so yeah. long. Although I knew Terrell, I still felt like my world was so small. Then I started doing presentations and I felt like, okay, this is the breakthrough I need. Yeah. You know, this is the support I need. And going to 2020 with the pandemic, uh, Valerie, who is our national president, reached out to me. She said, I want you to share your journey on our podcast. And I said, but Valerie, who's going to introduce me? Who's going to talk to me? Who's going to interview me? She said, no one. You're just going to talk by yourself. I've never talked about my vitiligo. I've never talked about my challenges. I've always kept it internal. And that day I felt vulnerable, but I also felt like I freed myself from this prison. That, that's how I felt. Like I opened up those gates and I walked through. And, and that's how I got my podcast. She said, I want you to be my co-host, but I want you to have your own show. And you talk wow. to people. I'm like, sure. Okay. <laughs> like wh what right. I do, but right. um, she saw something in me that I didn't see wow. at the time. And like you said, sometimes people don't see your vitiligo. They see you as a person. That's right. And it was interesting. We had a, a conversation at one of our meetings um, and the question came up like, what do you do when somebody, um, when you meet somebody, like, how do you introduce yourself? I said, well, first of all, I introduced myself as Mark. That's who I am as a person. My vitiligo is second or right. third. You know, it, it's not top priority, you know. Right. Right. Um, that's a new way of thinking for myself. I wasn't always there, you know, because I just thought, oh, they see my legs, they see my arms, oh, right. you know. Right. And, and I think, Sometimes we beat ourselves up so much. Uh, but like you said, other people are looking at something totally different. Right, right. They look at the way you're walking, you're carrying yourself, how you're talking to others, interacting, and they're okay. And they're okay. Exactly. Yeah. There was a young lady um, when I pastored in New Jersey who has Vitalago, and she was an amazing dancer. So she was one of our dance troop leaders at the church. And at the time, a song had just come out by Kirk Franklin entitled Imagine Me. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics of the song were really, really beautiful. And I was by myself one day and just envisioned her dancing to that song. 
And so I, I went to her and, and cause she was, she was struggling. And I, and I said, you know, you gotta, I want you to imagine yourself. I want you to imagine some things. And so she danced to the song and it ended up, it just, it just freed her. It, it started out right. just as a simple dance, but she actually, cause at one point, you know, she was covering it. And then she got to the point where she would, sometimes she covered it and sometimes she didn't cover it. Right, right. And I saw her recently at an event and she was dressed really nice. She happens to have a lovely, gorgeous head of hair, which I covet. And um, <laughs> she's just a, a beautiful woman overall. And she did not, she was not covered. She didn't cover. Right. And I, I, I promise you, nobody in the room was focusing on the vitilago. And so I'm right. convinced that we have to have compassion for anyone who's suffering because internally they don't feel good about themselves right. or something that they're going through. But we also have to be reminded that other people don't always have the capacity to understand what someone is feeling unless they express it. Right, absolutely. Which makes this platform and others like it so amazing. Um, you mentioned having been married, so I I'm divorced after many years of marriage and you know being in uh, in my an important figure in my community and i remember thinking um when my divorce first happened like i wanted to just hide and run away from the world right you know i'm i'm, I'm having an issue here right and i and I, I what i figured out right away is other people don't know how to have compassion for you they don't know what to say to you they don't know what you need and they're not going to know until you tell them and, and so these conversations like these are so important because it reminds the listener, both what, whichever side you happen to be on, needing to have compassion for someone who's suffering internally or experiencing that suffering. It just reminds us of the value and important, importance of, you know, sharing our thoughts and our feelings right. and helping other people to, to understand, you know, you don't know how I'm feeling because you're not me. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't know what it feels like to go through what I'm going through. And then other people kind of wake up and go, you know what? I didn't know you felt that way. But at the same time, to be able to imagine yourself as powerful, as amazing, and and, and a wonderful human being and God's choice, just as you are, is also very powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's important. Um, it, it, one thing I started, when you talk about thoughts and feelings and sharing what you're thinking, um, I started... Uh, Another podcast, Living Life and Love at Night, where I share my thoughts and feelings on certain topics. You know, it might have been forgiveness and love and, you know, I'm just sharing. And yeah. I, I said, man, I'm being very open and vulnerable to people and, and just putting it out there. But people won't know if you don't say it, you know. Um, and when you're sharing your thoughts and feelings, those are what's coming out of you, you know, and, and how you think about these things and you know, and I do encourage people in our community, you know, to be open and share, you know, and it can be hard at times because as people, we can be judgmental, you know, but I still say the right person will listen and understand, you know, and, and understanding is very important for us, you know, right, right. and you have to have somebody who's willing to understand it. Some people don't. They just don't care, you know. That that's yeah. just the way the world sometimes. Um, yeah. Well, if yeah, it's no empathetic listening is a lost art. Right. Um, right. It really is. Yeah. But but it's not. It 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 can be rediscovered. We just got to work be on rediscovered. it. Because that's what we're yes. doing right now. That's what you're absolutely doing with this this created community and this podcast. You're helping the people rediscover empathy. Absolutely. And what's unique about this podcast, you know, it's not just going to be locally. Um, it goes worldwide. Mm. So we reach, we can look at the countries we reach and we have reached over 30 countries. Wow. I don't know who's listening. I don't see the people, but I know somebody's listening. You know, whether it's two or 10, somebody's going to hear something positive that's going to hopefully uplift them and push them in the right direction. So yeah, I, I really appreciate the platform. And, um, but I said, it wasn't my decision. Um, in 2019, when I accepted my vitiligo, I, I said, God, whatever doors you open, I'm gonna walk through them and I have to trust you. Awesome, yeah. And walking through this, I'm like, ooh, on the air? Wow, okay, I, I trust you. And it, it has gone, um, like, it's, it, it's been a blessing. 
put it that way. It has been a blessing. Awesome. And I look forward to um, interviewing people and talking to people. And I'm thinking, I, I really don't like talking to people like that. Wow. But I do. I do now. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I realize I'm a talker. Yes. But it, here's my next part I want to talk about. Um, hope for the future. Um, I know sometimes with our community, and it's not everyone, and, and I say it's some people, and those are the people I really want to connect with. They feel like vitiligo is the end game. Like, oh, my, my skin, it you know, it's blotchy, you know, um, oh, I've lost all my pigmentation. And I say, there's hope for all of us, you know, and your skin doesn't determine who you are on the inside. You know, what are some words of wisdom you could share about hope? Yeah, hope is such a powerful force. Hope, according to scripture, is evidence of something that, you know, it's it it, it stands in between what I'm believing for that it's possible. When we lose hope, we lose the concept of possibilities. Right. And I think that lost hope happens when we assume that this ends anything good happening to me in the future. If we could find a way to think beyond whatever our current limitations happen to be, again, we're speaking to a specific community, but the principles are boundless. There's no boundary for the principle of looking past what I see and believing that there's something else on the other side of it. I saw on the news today a very powerful moment, a young lady who I'm not sure because I caught the, I missed some of the commentary, but the, the young lady is a blind athlete. And she was, I want to say some sort of runner or something, but she didn't win her race. But at the end of whatever it was she was doing, her, her now fiance came over and got down on one knee in front of the world wow. and proposed to her. And um, it turns out that not only was he going to be her fiance, but he's also her guide in whatever sport. Right. Awesome. Can you imagine if she thought um, five years ago, 10 years ago, however many years ago, well, my life is over because I can't see. Right. But right. she's having all the same beautiful experiences that someone who can see is having. Absolutely. She's, she's active in some sport. She's got camaraderie with other people in sports and the man who has chosen to ask her for a hand in marriage does not see her blindness. He sees a beautiful woman. Right. And so right. I would say to anybody who who has lost hope and because they are dealing with this specific issue, is I would encourage them to believe that it doesn't stop here and that you're more than just the vitiligo. You are more than just any one element of your life. You are, and, and if you can believe that and take ownership, everybody else will too. And, and you'll... You'll be respected for your craft, for your mind, for your other abilities, for whatever great gifts that have been bestowed upon you um, will, will outshine what you think has created this hopelessness. Absolutely. And, and you know, and I say this on, I, well, I've said it in the past in some of my other podcasts that we have a lot of creative people within our community. You know, we have everyone from dancers to singers to music producers to writers to artists, you know, painters, all this. And I, and I say, don't let vitiligo stop you from shining. Don't let vitiligo stop you from doing the things that bring you joy or that can bring joy to other people. And, and, and I say that because I stop. I, I like to paint. I like to draw. I like to write. And I stopped at one point, you know, uh, vitiligo affected a lot of areas of my life, marriage, my job. Um, it was creating challenges with my friends, you know, and, and they didn't understand, you know, they just, I was always marked to them, but they didn't understand what I was going through because I didn't share, wow. but I would stop things that were important to me. And yes, it did affect, you know, all these other facets of my life because I allowed it to. Mm -hmm. Now, in this new way of thinking, I'm like, no, vitiligo is not going to stop me. You know, I said, vitiligo has to go on the journey with me. Right. You know, it is a skin condition. I have the condition, but guess what? I still have to live. So it's going to live with me. What I do is what vitiligo is going to do, you know? Right. Right. Um, right. And, and it's been, it's been great. It's been a blessing, you know, um, just this journey has been awesome. You know, you're going to have your pitfalls and you might have your stumbles here and there, but you get back up. 
Right. You know, um, and, and that's just the reality of it. You know, you're going to have your days where everything is great. Everything is up here. But then one little thing brings you down, but you just got to crawl back up, you know, yeah. and just say, you know what, I can keep going. Yeah. Um. So trust is important. And I think with our community, we are very distrustful of people. And and I say that because I, I I hear some of the comments and I see some of the comments. If somebody doesn't have vitiligo, we keep them at bay. Mm. You know, we become this exclusive group where if you don't have it or you don't have it where I can see it, I don't trust you. Mm. You know, and I and I feel like, you know. People are important to us. You know, we're, we're all here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And we have to build those relationships and friendships and companionships and working relationships in order to survive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the same thing with our community. Like, we can't keep people out who don't have vitiligo. And that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you too, because I said, you know, I, I want to talk to more people who don't have vitiligo. Right. Because we're human beings first. Right. You know, so let's have human connections with other people and talk to them so they can see what our community is like. We have a skin condition, but guess what? We're still people. Right. You know, um, let's talk about real quick, just just trust, trusting God in this journey and why it's important to trust every step he provides for you, even if it's something that's challenging. Yeah. So trust is a big old word <laughs> because it, it's certainly easier said than done. Right. Um, but trust is earned. Trust is, is managed. You mentioned that people inside the community don't necessarily have to trust for those outside the community. And that may spill over to trusting God. Often we confuse God with man, but right. God is not like man. And we can trust him. We can trust that what he allows he's not going to waste it. You know, right. it seems unfair anytime God allows something that we don't like. And we, why me is the first question we typically yeah. want to ask. Absolutely. Why am I the one that has to experience this? But God doesn't always answer that question. What he does do is extend his hand to us to say, trust that although this is your current condition, the most beautiful things can come from it. Absolutely. Out of this horrible thing that you're experiencing that you don't like, trust me that it's going to, I can make it good. So what's an example of that? Some two people, you know, one might be perfectly healthy and I don't want to use Vitalago as an example here, just any other condition. Right. And one is, is suffering in some condition and, and, and they, they said, well, God, this, everybody else's life is good. Why do I have to go through this? And God begins to show that individual that if you can, if I can accomplish through you, all that I'm accomplishing through all these healthy people, as you're looking at them, and here you are over here, supposedly with all these issues, and yet I'm doing all these things with and through you, then tell me who's the winner here. Right, right. <laughs> tell me who's really killing the game. When the underdog wins, there's something about that talk. Absolutely. And so when we see ourselves as God's trophies, I don't trust, I don't know, but I trust that you love me enough that just you're going to take this confusing circumstance and you're going to bring something absolutely beautiful out of it. You right. did not know that you would speak. You said it earlier. You said right, that's right. not something you would have wanted to do. And yet it's this circumstance that you would not have chosen for yourself that has caused you to be a champion and a voice Absolutely. to help encourage other people. What if everybody could find their area of championship right, through right. what they're going through? That's what trust in God looks like. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, it, it is interesting because, you know, we do take beauty and pride. Uh, we take pride in ourselves and we see the beauty in ourselves when we feel like we look perfect, you know, yeah. and, and, and I say, what is perfection? You know, uh, everybody has a different view of what that might look like, but you know, and, and personally, I struggled with that whole thing of, I didn't want to wear shorts and I would work with kids over the summer. I'm burning up and, you know, during summer camp, cause it's hundred degrees. I got on jeans and, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. then I did not discover it. I said, you know, I have to own this. 
you know, I have to trust this journey that I'm on, putting on shorts, doing things that what we consider normal people to do, you know. Um, and now, like when I go out to the store and I have on shorts, I don't even think about it. I just walk through what I have to do. If somebody else is staring, I don't care. But there was a time yeah. where the stares were just as loud as whispers. I'm like, right. man, you know, that's the anxiety that would come over me. And, you know, even if somebody was looking, I it, I felt like their eyes were huge. Right, right. right. And, and I think that was just me dealing with me and my insecurities. But, you know, I said, going forward with all this, I have to trust the journey that God has put me on. You have to. And, yeah. and this journey has led me to connect with so many people during a pandemic and most people i've never met in person mm. i've seen them on video chat because you know anytime i interview somebody we talk via video mm -hmm. so i can see who the person is but a lot of them i've never met wow. and i've had people reach out to me to say you know i listen to your podcast you know whatever you do don't stop and <laughs> there were times i wanted to quit to be honest because it, you know, it gets a little overwhelming. You know, I got to find a guest this time. I got to talk to this person. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like this, you know, or somebody may, you know, people are going to have comments. And sometimes you hear comments and you just kind of like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Somebody else can do it. Yeah. But then I've had somebody say, just out of the blue, call me up and say, hey, don't quit. And I'm thinking, I never told you I was going to quit. But that's what they told me. You know, regardless, we're listening we need you to continue. And, and I have to trust this is the path that God wants me to be on, you know, to reach out to people, to talk to people and connect with those that normally I would never connect with. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've talked to members, I've interviewed members, uh, someone in Brazil, I have someone in Canada I'm going to talk to recently, talk to somebody in uh, Puerto Rico. And I'm thinking I would never talk to these people yeah. in any other circumstances. However, he used I say the pandemic to allow me to be a voice for people when we're all stuck at home. At that time, everybody was stuck at home yeah, yeah. and feeling some type of way about the world, you know? And, um, and, and I, and I think about it, I said, you know, I did say whatever door you're going to open, I'm going to walk through it. You just guide me. And he has done that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm thankful for it. And I'm so appreciative because, um, you know, I don't know where any of this is going to lead to. And I'll, to, you know, when I talk to my parents, I said, I don't know where this is going to go. I said, I'm just talking to people, and, and then I get an idea. Oh, I'm gonna reach out to this person. I want to talk to this person, yeah. and I put it out there in the, in the airways, the atmosphere, and then if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, uh, but I really enjoy connecting with yeah. others. Um, purpose. Let's talk about that because you know, even in our community, you know, some people find our condition as it's a hinder you know it, it's something that hinders them from pursuing what they want to pursue in life and what i see it now is a purpose you know um when i walk in a room if people notice guess what i stand out anyway right. if i'm talking to people and i'm using my hands they see it it draws the attention to me right and somebody once said that to me, he said, you know, don't look at vitiligo as a bad thing. He said, when you walk in a room, who's going to stand out? Right. I said, yeah, that's true. I said, but what if I don't want to stand out? But right, I, right. I get what he was saying. You know, um, people take notice, but I think it's more than that. People take notice of your energy, what you put out to others, how you greet others, your smile, your walk, your talk. Yeah. Um, but within our community, um, I, I just feel like, a lot, not a lot of us, but some of us don't see the purpose in it. You know, they see the negative side of having vitiligo, but let's talk about what God gives you a purpose. You know, how do you identify that and, and what can you truly do with it yeah. for those that don't know? Yeah. So purpose is powerful. You know, I'm going to start with a story. Um, a friend of mine was completing her doctoral, doctoral program and she was really struggling to get to the finish line, just really, really struggling. And she said her professor asked her a question. And the question was, on the day of graduation, what's the last person in the graduation line gonna be called? And so she was stumped. Mm, I don't know. He said, 
doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, purpose to pursue purpose. If you've got Vilago or any other thing, if right. you're a student, a, a teacher, a engineer, a musician, or whatever, be that well. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to say, there's the musician with Vitilago. They're just going to say, there's the, the great musician. musician. <laughs> right, absolutely. There's the great dentist. There's the great nurse. There's the great, and the list goes on and on. Right. You know, the, 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 the journey towards purpose cannot be limited to our appearance. And trust me, as a woman, an aging woman and all the things, we don't like to see change. Let me tell you, when I first started seeing this gray in my hair, I was like, okay, I'm going to need you to turn back black again. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to reverse. Right. But, you know, the discovery towards purpose, I realize now as a counselor, as a preacher, as a pastor, don't nobody care about that stuff. They just Absolutely. care that I'm functioning in my purpose well. And right. so that's the mindset that has to be had by this community that you serve your industry or whatever it is you're called to well so that they call you that right absolutely and and at the end of the day that's going to be the end of it and trust me male or female you killing your game uh people going to be trying to get at you you know because right. people follow excellence and they're right. not going to be looking at this condition they're going to be looking at that purpose that purpose yep. yeah and, and, and you know it is is interesting because i i did say to a few of my uh, friends i said you know i put it out there on my facebook page too i said you know when i do my podcast you know and i post the link it's not about the likes and it's not about the followers i said what it's about are the listeners you know and that includes those i the people i know who are listening and the people I don't know who's listening, I say, because somebody needs something from it. And if I can provide that, I'm fine. And they don't they don't ever have to tell me, you know, that, hey, I listened to you or I heard your podcast. I, I'm not in it for that. I'm in it for connecting with the people and to be able to put a message out there mm -hmm. that hopefully it can change somebody's life or impact somebody's life in some form or fashion in a positive way, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really encourage other members in our vitiligo community, and not just vitiligo, just people around the world, just really find your purpose that's gonna serve and help others, you that's know? Because right. um, we are in a world that's chaotic. It's, it's crazy. Um, but you know, one thing that really opened my eyes at school, I work in a school system. And a few years ago, I was working with a child that um, has special needs. Mm -hmm. And um, he was in a wheelchair. So I worked with him and got us uh, got his self-esteem up where he's interacting with other kids. And, you know, he's got a motorized chair. And I noticed his clothes started changing. He started changing his hairstyle. And his confidence shot out the roof. Mm -hmm. And this is like close to 2018 or so. And I'm looking at him like, wait a minute. If this kid can have confidence... But if he's in a wheelchair and he's happy moving around, what am I, what am I struggling for? You know, seriously. That's it. That's it. It, it really, Pastor, really opened my eyes to a lot of things. I really had to look at myself like, I'm holding myself back, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'll say that with like within our community, I think we sometimes hold ourselves back because we are looking at our skin. We're looking at how it looks. And not realizing it's not about our skin. It's about who we are in the inside that God made us, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I got a few more things to talk about, and we're going to kind of bring things to a close. Okay. Um, what, what are, why is it important to um, have others around you? You know, we think about with a church, you know, you have your... Um, your members and the membership and the different people that can that are there for you. What's the what's the importance of that of having others that can really embrace yeah, we you and support you? For community, we were created for connectedness. That was the challenge of the pandemic: separation. Right, and um, that's what hurt so many people that they they felt isolated and alone. It's very important that we gather in community. Um, I encourage church attendance. 
I encourage group counseling. I encourage villages being created. I encourage any, any opportunity to become part of a larger group. That's how we learn about each other. That's where that empathetic listening is developed. You, cause you outside of yourself, it's not about you. Um, it's a lot of comfort in community. Right. Some of us, and it doesn't matter what our personality types are. You know, you've got introverts and extra extroverts and that whole concept and all the personality types in between. But at the end of the day, nothing's better than sharing a story with someone, sharing a meal with someone, right? Sharing ice cream with someone, right? You can have right. Ice cream by yourself, and it'll be great. But it's so much more fun when you're doing it with someone. Absolutely. So community especially when you're struggling with any type of issue is is great because it it helps to broaden the possibility of recognizing what acceptance looks like especially when you're in a community where you're the one that looks different or has right. different being in community says oh okay i'm i'm here with everybody else and it's okay you know right absolutely you're not worried about it and or if you're in community with folks who are dealing with what you're dealing with then it becomes camaraderie because now we have something in common and right. we go, okay, so you too, oh, all right. And either way, it can be nothing but good. Oftentimes we look at the, the challenges of community, folks talking about each other, haters, right. this, right. This. but there's, there's still some great people in the world who like us are looking for healthy community. And so I encourage people as much as the pandemic will allow us to return to normalcy, to not, you know, there's a Bible verse that says not to, forget, don't forsake, or don't walk away from the idea of gathering with others. Right. That's the Bible verse. So gather with other believers. And I encourage folks, don't walk away from the opportunity to, to thrive in community. So that's how we learn from other folks. You know, you learn which fork you're supposed to use when you eat with other people. Right. <laughs> you <know>? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you learn that you're supposed to say, oh, I was supposed to say grace first. Oh, I should have put right. my napkin on my lap. All these things happen silently just by being in community. And so um, it's very important. It was God's idea right. and uh, it's something that we should do. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, with our support groups, um, we haven't met in person in a long time. You know, I, um, you know, Katrina and Terrell and I, we've seen each other. Uh, I've met with a small group of men um, during this time, but we plan on getting together in October as a much larger group Good. safely but we're going to do a picnic outdoors. Um, but because we felt like we need to see each other. That's right. It's been too long. We haven't seen people. Um, people were on Facebook and other social media and they've disappeared from that too. We're like, well, we got to see people in person. You know, we might not be able to hug, but at least we can fist bump and see each other and speak and, you know, just to really connect. Right. Exactly. Presence, know, um, is, presence is everything. Right, right. Connecting with other people. Let me just share this very quickly. Um, I was struggling, and I mentioned earlier the divorce. And right. the, again, the principles work, even though the circumstances are different. And I remember initially, I was just like, oh, God, I'm, just, I'm the only one. That's, I'm just such a failure. The world is mm -hmm. awful because of me now. And I went to a support group where other divorced people were in the room, and it changed my life. Right. Not because anybody there was the teacher or the sage. We were all in the same boat. And that's what made it beautiful. And just hearing each other's stories and each other's mm -hmm. journeys, it took away the stigma. It took away the feeling of isolation. And I'm the only one. All of a sudden, it was like, you too? Oh, you're right. Right. And, and And it was so good. I did it twice. It was a 13-week program. And it was so good. I went back through it the second time. Was it divorce care? Yes, <laughs> I went through. I went through it too, and I went through it three times, and I, I yeah, so good. And I was right. Like, it felt so good to be in the room with other people, absolutely. Story, offering them a tissue when they cried instead of right. focusing only on my tears. And so, community is everything, right? And Very so, yeah, important. that's great that you guys are going to be getting together in October. Like I, like you just said, you can pull your mask down and smile from across the room. Right, absolutely. It's just, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> yes, um, it has been too long. You know, we just feel like we're we're losing connection with people, and we mm -hmm. need to reconnect. And it was good to see Janine again. You know, at the church, and yes, you know. It's just like when you don't see people for so long, it's like, gosh, where have you been? And, yeah. you know, we miss having fun and laughing laughing, and just really supporting each other. So Absolutely. Yes. 
Well, Pastor, well, I appreciate it. Um, so we're getting to the end of our conversation. Okay. Um, so what I like to do for all of my guests, uh, I would like I always ask my guests to um, end everything with words of encouragement and something positive. I'm going to ask you to do a prayer for us. And then after you do your prayer, I'll officially wrap things up and then we'll go from there. All right. Thank you. My pleasure to pray. Okay. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we approach you now. First, I want to say thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to be part of this wonderful move as it is designed to encourage and to restore hope in people and to remind them of their purpose and to restore faith in you and trust in humanity and trust in the process. I pray that for every person under the sound of my voice, that they will find that strength that they are so desperately seeking that they will find it first in you and then within themselves and then in community in that order. I hope that doors will open for connectedness, for therapy if needed, for relational conversations and for fellowship, whatever is necessary. For the person who's feeling hopeless right now, I pray that you will restore hope and remind them that in the midst of the worst, and I do mean absolute worst circumstances, you can create something beautiful. And so I pray today that you will cause all things beautiful to arise out of the ashes of disappointment and discouragement and feelings of defeat, that they will be reminded that they are more than what they see and that you have great plans for them. And I am excited and believe by faith that we will hear wonderful testimonies of victory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. And for our listeners, this is Pastor Sharon Dean from Raleigh, North Carolina at Wake Chapel Church. So if you get an opportunity, you can look look up your church at wakechapelchurch.org, correct? That's correct. Okay, so yes, you can look up the church. YouTube, yep. Yes, and um, so to all my listeners, once again, thank you for tuning in. Um, As always, make sure you love someone, but most of all, love yourself. This podcast was sponsored by My Better Lego Team. Bit Friends does not own the rights to the music that you have heard on this podcast. 